Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, welcome to our podcast where we cover business in the news and add our legal twist. My name is Nasser Pasha. And I'm Matt Staub. Cobcast. Comcast. That's what we're covering today. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but this, this isn't exactly what Comcast did, but I, I told you my theory on how our phone provider, how I think they just overcharge us in data like once or twice a year and then do that <laughs> yeah. to everyone. Yeah, you mentioned that probably like every few episodes, but yeah, yeah go ahead. I mean, it's I use the same <laughs> amount of data every single month and like magically some, some months I'm well under the limit and other months I've just over it and have to pay an extra 10 bucks or 15 bucks a month. So I feel like this is getting us closer to my ultimate goal of trying to get money out of, back out of that. But so Comcast, and I think this all kind of started from a person that realized that they were overcharged. I think it was only 600 bucks over over a few a few years here, but oh no. So charged hundreds of dollars for a cable box they returned five years ago. Customer reached out to Comcast. They're like, oh, sorry about that. You know, we'll, we'll credit you the money. While we credit you the money, you have to sign this non-disclosure agreement, <laughs> which have you heard of this before for this sort of credit back? I, I can't remember. I've never had to sign an NDA for this. No. And, and the thing is, like, in our industry, when I say in our industry is in legal industry, putting in a confidentiality clause within a settlement agreement is very common. It's, it's still a negotiated point, but it's very, very common. But when you're dealing with consumers and this kind of thing, it's like a return or, or what have you. It's strange to me. But at the same time, let's put this in context. Like Comcast, I don't know if you follow this, but on the internet, it is like the butt of every joke of how bad customer service is for Comcast. I mean, they are rated the one of the worst companies in customer service almost every year. And I think they're trying to make an effort, at least from a PR perspective in their in their public media to reach out to customers and so forth. But if their way of going about it is to just shut everyone up, <laughs> that's probably not the best idea. We are asking the obvious question here of uh, why do we even know about this? I'm, I guess the person didn't sign the, non- the non-disclosure agreement yeah. or else we wouldn't know about it. But I would like to see this NDA and just see what was in there. I'm just curious on what they're not wanting to have people disclose. Yeah. And it looks like this Philadelphia Comcast customer, after the new local news uncovered the story, right? Then they were offered the refund with no strings attached. But, you know, going back to your theory about what Verizon does, I know this happened to me personally is that I was moving and I think it was this was AT&T, if I recall, and I needed to give them the box. And sometimes you can you can mail it there, but you can just drop it off. And I think I went to, I'm trying to think of the location that I went to to drop it off. Actually, no, it wasn't at and <laughs> I, I can't remember which one it was. It might have been Cost Communications. I can't remember. But I remember dropping it off, and then and then like a month later, saying that I didn't return it. And how am I supposed to prove that I returned it? You know, they're asking for a reference number, and I didn't write that down or whatever. And it's like. I just said I'm not paying for it or whatever. Luckily, they didn't have a credit card or something on file that they could that they could take the money because I think they would have otherwise. And then they just, you know, said, "Okay, fine, we're gonna remove the charge." You know, especially in a situation where you're moving, like that's the least of your concerns is getting a receipt. For exactly. Returns. You know, how, how often does this happen to you? Because I can recall we went to a bowl game once, and you opted for the all you can drink soda. 
And do you remember this? They, you bought it and you got your first drink and you went back. It was a very specific cup they gave you. Like that's the only. Exactly. It was a, yeah. And you went back and they go, do you have a receipt? Yeah, I'm like, what do you mean a receipt? And, I, and I, I think I ended up finding it later, but I remember, I, and I was like, I, you were with me, yeah. right? And we were just, I was just like, but what ended up happening? They ended up giving it to me, right? Yeah. If I recall, I, there's no way I would have left without, without yeah, it. Yeah, because like I said, it was a bigger plastic cup that was very different than every other cup they had. But it's like, who's coming in here with a previous cup? And it was a bowl game too, so it's not even. <laughs> it was. It, there's even a date on the cup itself, <laughs> and like it's time stamped. Uh, do you have a receipt? Yeah, exactly. Like those kind of things are. If if you if you hang around with me, if I ever get into that situation, it's my biggest pet peeve. Because, you know, it's like customer service. I'm not trying to scam you. I'm just trying to get what you offer, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, well, especially in that case, it's like, we know that soda costs them like three cents. <laughs> oh, I know. It's like such a, exactly, their margins are so high on that. Because I think I paid like $50 for the for the drink, so. It was an expensive all-you-can-drink soda. So if you drink a lot, then you still don't get your money's worth in terms of the actual product, but. No, you don't. So going back to what we were just talking about, so Comcast now is going to issue uh, digital receipts for returned equipment. So hopefully that will kind of curb these issues with similar to what you experienced and what other people experienced too, whether there was an actual return or not. There's something to say about other companies that have a no hassle process when it, it comes to handling returns and things like that. And I really feel that these, especially big companies that have a systemic problem are really doing it on purpose. I agree with you, you know, you mentioned Verizon's. I actually didn't mention the company name on purpose, but you just outed me for it, so. Oh, <laughs> great, now you'll probably receive a letter soon, but that's okay. But anyway, so having processes within your business to handle these kinds of items, not only in the front end sales, because it seems like, of course, the processes that you build in to get a new customer, a new client, is always gonna be the most efficient, right? And it's gonna be the most pleasing experience for the customer, supposedly, and the, and the client, at least you're gonna try to make it to be. But when you have issues when it comes to customer complaints or service and so forth, returns or what have you, that needs to be just as good because that is a legal risk. It is is about risk management. And forget about the PR side of things and customer relations in general. If your customers aren't satisfied, they're gonna find reasons to you know complain. And, and Comcast has been sued multiple times in a clash action perspective because of little things like this. And that's why, I mean, there's companies that are on the flip side too. So Nordstrom's, for example, it has like a lifetime return policy. I, if I'm trying to find something like a piece of clothing to buy and it's between Nordstrom's and I have to pay a little bit more as opposed to somewhere else, I'm going to go with them every time just because they're re- not return policy, but just like you can go back years later and give an item back if it like got worn out and they'll give you, you know, credit or a new thing. And the same with uh, Costco. We returned, we had a sofa we bought once and we brought it back and pulled up to the front unloaded it or they got the people there unloaded They're like what's wrong with it? i was like oh one of the seats broke he's like oh okay and they go inside and just paid us cash for what we purchased it was like this, this yeah. is unbelievable what's going on here i did the same thing for a couple mattresses that we had used and i didn't like it anymore because the springs weren't as firm as it was 10 years ago so i just brought it back <laughs> and they gave me twice the amount <laughs> for my troubles wow but you're right. Costco's known for that. And unfortunately, though, I think people took advantage of it because 
I don't really understand how it works, but people that did this with laptops, right? And they would come back years later, which I'm not sure how, what, what excuse they gave or what the reason for the return was, but somehow they got some of their cash back, if not all of it. But I think they, I think they changed their policy a little bit when it came to like electronics and so forth. But that's how liberal their policy was. And, you know, obviously if you, if you give too much, some people, certain amount of people are going to take advantage of it. But I think Comcast is an extreme case as far as their reputation goes. And I, I've never actually had them as a, a cable provider, so I don't know for, for certain. But as far as, you know, I would never go to Comcast just because of the, the stories I've heard. Yeah. Whether they're true or not, there's enough there that kind of scare me away from them. Yeah, and so that's, I mean, that moral of the story is that customer service can go a long way. It's well worth the time to invest resources in a very quality customer service because it's going to help you out long term. And I do, I need to get our office reference of the week for electronics returns. When Andy wants a new computer and Pam's like, well, it has to be broken. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he's like, does all this stuff. He like has a thousand pop-ups on his screen. And like, I think he opens up his CD drive and puts like bologna with mustard on it and shuts it <laughs> and like spills his coffee all over the keyboard and yeah uh, yeah oh yeah I wanted to mention the uh, the confidentiality aspects of settlement agreements and things like that like we said in the beginning the aspect of adding an NDA to you know this consumer refund of six hundred dollars is unusual but from a settlement perspective is not unusual. We come across this everything like last week we talked non-disparagement clauses and little things like that where some clients or businesses will be very not ruthless but I mean they'll they'll want to add these provisions as if that's what's going to create an environment so that you're protected. And sometimes relying upon these types of provisions you're kind of missing the point. Like the non-disparagement clause, the non-disclosure agreements kind of go to that. And by the way, that non-disclosure agreement I was thinking also relates to the non-disparagement. It may not be completely legal in California, right? Because what if you want to disclose that Comcast is horrible because they tried to charge me $600? And that NDA may restrict that. So something to think about. Yeah, well, this was in Philadelphia. Is Comcast in uh, California? I think their residential brand is Xfinity. Do they have Xfinity out there? I typed in Comcast California. Xfinity is what's popping up. So In Texas, they call it Xfinity too. So I, I don't know if it's a separate company or I feel like they just uh, changed the name because of the bad <laughs> bad name because Comcast is just... Not a bad move, really. Yeah, no, not a bad move. <laughs> because honestly, I had no idea. For the longest time, everyone's like, oh, I have Xfinity. I'm like, oh, okay. I had no idea that was like the worst, in my opinion, cable providers. My brother had Xfinity and he had a new house and he had so many problems. It was this, just the funniest thing. I kept making fun of him, like why he chose that. And, and he felt bad because one of his friends is the one that set it up because he works for Xfinity. <laughs> so I was like, well, why don't you just call him, you know? And his problems were, it was just horrible. Like none of the internet would never work. The cable, it was all messed up. Yeah, I mean, I've, Southern California, you're pretty much almost required to have Cox communications no i had i had at&t i had cox communications there too but i had at&t in san diego for i was there I, I i liked it well that's the alternative but in a lot of spots downtown limited. yeah it's like what are the options like i was in one building it's like you could only get cox that's it <laughs> yeah i think one was cox and at&t but uh i mean i've cox has been pretty good i, I haven't had any complaints with it I, I may be wrong but i think cox communications is a local company i mean there's a it used to be uh, Vias Arena in San Diego State used to be called Cox Arena. 
Yeah, I think it's like Southern California. I think Arizona spills into, I don't, but it's not too many locations. Yeah. Little San Diego State uh, trivia there for you. Well, I think that's it. I don't know how we ended up with sports again. (laughs) Back from our Wednesday episode. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Keep it sound. Keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.